this time on Miss Galarian Life, the party gets in a skirmish in the woods. Fucking fight you, mate. For all to go well, they need to learn to work together. I'm showing off for my friends. I want it noted I'm not impressed. But sometimes, that's harder than it seems. I put a piece of cheese on the trap and I uh, look over at Greg and kind of raise my eyebrows like, Hey, you want cheese? Things take a sudden turn. I don't know how to sex a cat, so... But will it be for the best? Listen to find out. You found a ring of protection on his tusk. That is a plus one deflection bonus to AC. Well, thanks, Derek. You're so generous. You're welcome. <laughs> that fucking um, shitty trinket is what pissed that boar off so much? Their nerves and the tusk? If you would have just yanked the tusk out, he would have been fine. He would have been your best friend. He would have produced milk. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna, on your way. I'll roll for whatever advances the story. How about you all give me perception or survival checks? Whichever's highest. I rolled me a good old-fashioned 13 plus 8. That's a 21. You hear the sound of a wounded animal um, coming nearby. Seems like a wolf's den. All right. All right, Ranger. Time to enter the Underdark. I'd rather not. No. Yes? Two things. Never ever speak to me like that again. So I can have you any ways to light a dark cave? Uh, yeah, I think I've actually. Hold on, let me check my uh, notebook that where I have all the stuff I can do written down. Hold on. I cast light. I cast it on my whip. We're entering Greg. the cave. Can we have a sneak check? I will claim a yeet. I rolled a nine plus eight, seventeen. So as you all enter, you see these tiny little blue creatures. Oh, slimes. They are, yes, they are slimes. Ugh, um, mate, perhaps we should turn around now. I'm not sure the villagers are so apt to eat a slime. These these bluish creatures that look like goblinoid in, in size, they almost seem like tiny little insects. Along the back wall, there are three that they're surrounding and kind of like poking at. And... Um, Near the bot, near the bottom of the cave, there is the mama wolf, and she's being she looks gravely injured. And she's being attacked by another one of the little guys. Knowledge nature checks you can identify the creatures. Hey, Sirix, you know a thing or two about back walls. Why don't you go check it out? <laughs> I don't have knowledge nature, dude. I rolled an 18 plus 5, that's a 23. These are creatures known as mites. They are of the fey persuasion. <gasps> what you know of them is they have very limited spellcasting ability, and they're not necessarily the strongest combatants, but they'll run around finding very, very weak foes um, to steal treasure from. Are they working with the uh, with the slimes here, or are they independent operations? There are no slimes. That was a joke. See, I just can't trust a a, a narrator who I can't rely on. Is there a brain in a jar too? Three of them. Oh, we're no. already oh, dead. So they basically seem like they're torturing these wolves. How many of them are there? Six. Cool. 
but they're also weak lads that who don't like real fights. So if we if we come in swinging, they might just run away. Over Greg, you rolled your stealth check. They didn't notice you, so you can have a surprise round if you would like. Guys, I think we're about to have a pack of wolves as our friends. Hey, what makes us think that uh, when we uh, we take out these slimes that these wolves are gonna just come around our side? I don't really think it works like that. My handle animal skill disagrees. Yeah, but you're not exactly good at rolling in game. I'll fucking fight you, mate. Well, that was not wrong. Me. That's just yeah, exactly. Think of it this way, little man: we either free the creatures or get to kill more. I'm not really seeing a downside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to creep up there to where I'm within 30 feet of that one so that I can shoot them and get point blank shot. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a four. Uh, technically, plus seven. Uh, so that's 11. Uh, what's her flat footed? It's a sneak attack, right? Well, I'm not going to have to worry about these fucking wolves because he's probably going to take them out by accident. So let me tell you something. An 11 is an exact hit on their flat-footed AC. Ooh! Oh, that's um, I rolled an 8. Sweet action. Plus 2, so that's 10 damage. Has it like 10 damage? So the might, we'll call him might 1, standing in front of the wolf that Greg attacks is completely and utterly dead. He in fact, might be the most dead thing you've ever seen in your life. What? How the fuck are these wolves losing to these terrible little imps? There are a lot of them. And they were probably injured beforehand. So they know we're here now? Do we roll initiative? Yes. Do they know we're here? They do now. <laughs> Nat one on the initiative roll. Yes, just where I like it. Back of the order. Well, next what were you saying easy. earlier about shit rolls? 19. Ah, the difference is that, you know, we rely on you. I'm sort of here for the moral support. What are you here for? What moral support? All you do is make fun of my wife. Greg goes first. I'm gonna scuttle up 30 feet, and I'm just gonna shoot the next one. Now, unfortunately, this is not a... Since I moved, this is not a full attack, so I don't get to do the multi-arrow shenanigans. So I roll a 9 plus 7 for 16. Uh, I'm assuming that hits their regular AC? That hits. Well, hot damn. How's 7 damage treat him? Uh, He's also real, real, real dead. All right, let me add him. The first mite steps within 10 feet of Greg, pulls out a dart. Oh, shit. And throws it at Greg. Ooh, that's going to be close. Um, Does a Five hit your AC. Whew. Uh, not today. Not today, GM. Not today. Well, that puts it at Cyrix's turn. I'll just walk forward as far as I can. Double moving or single moving? You ain't gonna whip nobody. You'd be able to hit it from right here, but that's a double move, so you have to wait till your next turn. Okay. But, yeah, but, I'll move there. Yeah, it's gonna think they'll be able to to hit my AC. The next one steps forward and casts a spell. Greg, make a will save. More like a won't save when he's rolling. Well, that's a 17 plus 3 for a 20, so you want to fight me? 
Yay! You, you feel this wave of terrible dread spill over your body, but you shake it off. Every day, I mean, when I wake up. Grogoog's turn. Alright. It's been a while. Grogoog is going to move... He's going to move 30 feet straight ahead. And he's going to smack his sword upon his drums and start singing his battle song that we all know and love to inspire courage to his allies, which will, again, grant you all plus one to both attack and damage. This and at the same time... Song. At the sea, exactly. Yeah. That, that's actually the song. Uh, and he will also attempt to extend that boon to the wolves. Well, we'll see how that works. It's also a plus one versus charm and um, and fear effects. Mama Wolf runs up, trying to get close to her babies, and then makes an attack at the mite. And is exactly one under the AC, so she misses, which puts it at this mite's turn. He'll take an attack with his dagger at the wolf mama. Hits her AC and stabs her right in the heart for six damage. And Mama Wolf is unconscious and dying. Looks like Veal's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> That's not Veal. <laughs> and then this mite steps up and can't get close enough to one of you, so he'll also attack the unconscious form of Mama Wolf. Ugh. Also hits. And Mama Wolf is a dead Mama Wolf. Module sucks. Well, we gotta Module kill the, sucks. We, we gotta kill the babies. I want baby wolf puppy. We gotta and kill It is Truxton Pendleton's turn. Alright, I'm gonna take my movement. I think right about here should do it then. <laughs> You're just running away? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I won't run. Alright. Uh, this is a combat see. you could shine in because they don't have any points. Yeah, I'm gonna take... Can I take double movement? Yeah, you also have Thank a crossbow. You. Thank you. I took double movement, and now I'm going to attack. That's not how that works. <laughs> I asked the question, and you said yes. I didn't say take it at a cost. <laughs> I didn't say, can I take it and then not attack? I just said, can I have double movement? Eric said yes. He was a nice DM. DM. I think double movement means you can only move double what you could normally Okay, well, is he going to do some bullshit reflect or attack of opportunity? Because I feel like I'm going to fuck him up if he does. You have right. a crossbow. You can stay in the back and just shoot. All right, I guess I'll do that. I'll move up a little bit, though. I'll move up to there. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot. Uh, so then a 20, then. Adjusted for plus four. Uh, you hit the mite. All right, I'm not going to bother to roll damage because I think they have one health. They don't have one health. Okay, well, two. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, he's still up, but very barely. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll avenge that poor fucking deer. Uh, so that is round two. So it is Greg's turn. That uh, little SOB who's closest to me. Let's yeah. see. I'm getting a bardic bonus, correct? No, I specifically excluded you. Hey. Plus one, my friend. That's all. <clears throat> that is a 12 plus 6, 7, 8 plus 8. So that's 20. I'm assuming that hits. Uh, that is a uh, 3 on my 3d8, but plus 2, so that's 5 damage. Uh, that one is most definitely dead as well. The next mite, or the mite whose turn it is, steps up, pulls out a dart, and tries to throw it at Sirix. This might actually. Does a nine hit? No. Well, then it's Sirix's turn. Cool. So I'm just gonna, you know, my whip's out. 
ready to re single and ready to mingle. Um, I'm gonna whack at that uh, uh, that mite right in front of me. Okay, go ahead. I'm also staring very angrily at it. I believe you. Uh, does a six hit? No, not quite. I'm so fucking mad. Wait, wait, wait. Are you adding the bardic bonus? No, I'm not. So does a seven hit? Nope. Okay, Derek. <laughs> I'm done with uh, you. We're done. It's the next mite's turn. So Phil stepped up to protect his little friend and throw a dart at Greg. Uh, does a seven hit? Nay. Yeah, these things have terrible attack bonuses, and they're also rolling like fives and sixes. Grogu, it's your turn. Do you want to get on, on the murdering party? Grogu ends his bardic performance as a free action. Although you feel as if the song was so damn good that you're still going to have it in you for at least a couple rounds. Uh, I will then move and smack that little feller closest to him. You incur a negative two to attack roll for saying feller. Well, shoot there, like little feller. Honestly, I think that's... I'm going to put you in the ground. Plus five charisma. 16 does it. 16 hits. Yay! I did it. How much damage? That much. Five. Five kills him outright. That's how you do it, friends. That's how you kill him, Mike. It's actually Truxton's turn. Oh, God. All right. Um, Shoot him in the other testy boy. <laughs> can, I move, can I move to here? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay, confirm the critical hit. Roll another d20. Here comes the nat one. Yeah! Yikes. Okay, so now I get to at least hit him? You don't confirm the critical, but you hit. Uh, zero. One damage, baby. <laughs> one damage. I'm worthless. Running up and stabbing people is not your forte. You did one damage, and he is unconscious and dying. You just, murdered, you just murdered your first thing. Is that my first thing I've murdered? Uh, well, you could have dropped that one thing that <laughs> did negative damage to it. How about it? Greg's uh, fucking sanity? I've murdered that. And, and his wife's not dead yet. Like his wife had a ponderosa. The last remaining might go. Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know who Jesus is. But okay, who's up? Who's up? Who's up? Roll the, roll the hit. Kill this guy. I'll tell you where my treasure house is if you let me live. He's a mite. He doesn't have any treasure. treasure. Roll the hit. Roll the hit. In these past few days, I have learned that sometimes it's important to listen to small things. Oh, don't tell me you want to fuck the mite, Cyrix. Jesus Christ. No, I'm saying that I've put up with you for a few hours now, and I've learned that sometimes you can listen to things under three feet tall, and they may be reasonable. So let's I'll, just hear where the I'll, treasure is. Wait, how did you learn that from talking to me? I would love to own a trap house. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? To make Eric <laughs> stop doing that impression. Look out to my treasure house! <laughs> Are there any roads in the forest? I very obviously cover my mouth so that the mic can't hear it, and I say, we can murder him afterwards. Uh, he's gonna make a perception check and dramatically fail it. <laughs> um, I could do a bluff check. Alright, so if he dramatically fails it, then he says, like, you have to listen to her. <laughs> Yeah, listen to the lady. I'll tell you where the treasure is, and then you just let me go. 
I'm gonna take one of these little wolf pops. How about you take us to your treasure? We let you go part ways as unlikely friends, and then I wink it at everyone in the party. Oh, no, I, I don't take you, but I have a map. I have a very good map. Why should we trust your map, though? Why should you trust me? Read the map first, for God's sakes. I've seen all these small... Oh, I'm only this character. <laughs> make, make a sense motive check for free. Can everyone make one? Yeah. Four, uh, 22. Anybody who got above a 15 inherently believes him. Um, he's telling the truth. There's really treasure at this place. Uh, and he pulls out a piece of paper and displays it, and it's a map to a house in the uh, about a mile probably north of the forest. And he says, See? See? This is the where we found all our uh, treasure. Go there and you get treasure. Just let me live. I snatched the map out of his hands. Oh, you get it. He goes, See? Now? And he starts kind of like backing up. See, now that you have it, you, you can let me go. Uh, yes, that, that was our agreement. Yes, how do we know this isn't trap? Uh, no, this is how I feel in every game, dude. It, it wasn't trapped when we went there. It wasn't trapped when we robbed it. It's just plenty of good, good things. Well, then how do we know there's treasure left? Oh, there's treasure left. We're very small. We can't carry very much. Your friend should know. All right. Gorgu's had about enough of this diplomatic well, conversation. Hold on, wait, hold, hold, hold on. No, hold no, on. no, 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 no. Let the small man talk. Let the, well, hold on. Let, uh, you, you've spoken enough in the course of this series of adventures, Gorgu. I'm gonna, I, I gotta say, was that a shot at me, Slimy? No, it was, it was me, um, relating to your situation. Okay, I'm gonna roll to attack with my crossbow. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm bashing him with the crossbow, to be clear. Okay, so I'm gonna miss. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna roll an intimidate check to try to play this off smoothly. I don't think this is how it works. Hold on, I'm gonna roll this intimidate check real quick, just to see. 23 on an intimidate. And I'm gonna say, I assume that hits or works or whatever, and I'm gonna say, yeah, next time that's crashing straight onto your temple. Wow, I, I was already pretty intimidated. I don't know why you had to intimidate me further, but Boy, am I scared. I'm showing off for my friends. I want it noted I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, I, now that you have the map, I guess I'll just go now. And he starts walking, attempts to move through Greg's square. I uh, step to the side and I let him pass, but after he takes like a, a five-foot step away from me, I just want to shoot him in the back of the head. Goodbye, everybody. Hmm. <laughs> Does a nine hit his uh, surprise? Flat-footed? No, the flat-footed is 11, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Oh, can, I, can I try and hit him with my whip as he leaves? Yeah, you can try to make a whip attack. He's within range. Uh, how about a 15? That hits. Uh, 10 damage. He died. He's dead. He's very, very, very dead. And he looks, he looks at you as he passes away and goes, you know, your alignments probably should shift for that. Goodbye. Okay. No, you did okay. You did murder an unarmed, uh, surrendering enemy combatant who you agreed to let go. I'm chaotic neutral. I didn't agree to let him go. I no, did. for Greg, it makes sense. He's horribly racist. I am. Also, That's... I don't like Faye. I also 
also don't like Faye. The process, you just lost the Queen's of Goliath. So, now that the mites are gone, the little baby wolves surround their mama and kind of kind of whimpering around her. Um, does anybody have Handle Animal? I do, in fact, yes. have Handle Animal. Well, I got a 15 plus 7, so that's a 22. I'd like to uh, kind of crouch down next to uh, the dead she-wolf next to the puppies and I try to comfort them. One of them kind of walks up to you and although you can tell it's still sad, kind of just lays its head on your lap and kind of whimpers a little. I give um, it the scratches. The the wolves um, were initially fairly hostile to you guys, but now seem friendly enough that you could probably take them with you and try to help them. So as you leave the the cave, they'll come along with you. So you get three baby wolf pups. And you check the mites' belongings, um, and you all find a fucking haul, because apparently they've just been stealing and stealing and stealing. You find 50 feet of spider silk rope, a bag of caltrets, a healer's kit, dyes for clothing, three bolts of cotton cloth, eight sewing needles, a pair of scissors, four spools of threads, and a shaving kit. Oh, thank God. I think we can make a pretty sweet saw trap out of this. Plus, two potions of Pass Without Trace, a medium plus one dagger, and a boot. Anybody Staying in the back of the cave, Gorgug watches his teammates gather up these pups in the intent to keep them as pets. Arms crossed, to, arms crossed to, across his chest. See how that works? Yeah, no, I'm going to do the same. This is a large responsibility you three are taking on. I'm not going to stop you from doing it, but you need to understand exactly what you need to do. You have to feed them, you have to walk them, Truxton has to milk them every night. Okay, listen here. <laughs> hey, let me be absolutely clear that I am in no way apart. I also share the skepticism about taking in these creatures. I can barely take care of myself. Obviously. Let alone... Barely. Does anybody have spellcraft? Indeed. Go ahead and roll it on that boot. Is it a single boot, Derek? It is a single boot, Jeff. I've already put the boot on my foot. It's not doing anything for you. Uh, an eight will probably not do it. You can tell that it is magical in nature, but you don't know what it does. So as if as you're examining the cave, you realize it's like actually pretty clean, um, like no mold or anything. It actually probably has enough room to uh, house a whole bunch of people, and there's not going to be a whole lot of rain that gets in. Maybe, just maybe, you guys have found a better shelter than just sleeping outside all night. You guys start walking back home and to tell everybody about the new cave you found and all these murders you committed today. As you approach camp, you hear a scream pierce the night air. As you get closer, you see a large bear about to swing a large claw at Jet, the innkeeper. As you prepare to charge in and fight, the man you saved the other day, Edrin, the gentleman who told you about the bugbear steps in, draws a long sword, enters a rage, and fells the beast in one swipe. He turns to you and he says, Come on, folks, you gonna step up? And Gavin's back, there and that's the end of our oh, broadcast yeah. <laughs> week! Hey, everybody, it's your DM, Derek. 
For this week and only this week, we're changing up the structure of the show a little bit. I'll get into the reasons why in a moment, but first we have some good news. Gavin's back. He's back a bit earlier than we thought, and we're all really excited. We have plans for Jock, his old character in the future, but for now, it doesn't really make sense for us to bring him back after a few days in game time. So, Gavin brought in a new character I'm sure you all grow to love. Finally, we all learned some important lessons in podcast editing today. The natural finish of what this episode was supposed to be was a little bit too short of an episode for me, so I decided to combine the finished product into what is essentially two episodes, or one extra long show. This won't happen again, but thanks for bearing with us. So, I'll let you get back to the episode. Might makes white. ended the whole thing with uh, Jock's probably not in any position to come back after a day and a half of gameplay. So Gavin elected to play a new character, and he happens to be the man that the party just found. So do you want to tell us about anything about your character, Gavin? Oh yeah, you bet. You see here. I'm like one of them classic 2010s uh, well, L.A. Hold on, wait a minute. These voices might be too similar. I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to keep it different, okay? Kevin, you're not going to last with that voice. <laughs> well, don't do that. I don't <laughs> me, will you? I want to see how long he can last. I have a man bun. That's all you need Holy to know. Shit. Give me it's a like stone. Tanya Harding's mom. Look, oh, Tanya. Tanya Harding's mom has nothing on me. You stop it. She wishes it was me. I exist for my own purposes. Get any worse than the bad friend. I can keep it at this high point the entire time. I'm calling the police. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm calling the episode. What are we doing here, guys? This is. I'm down with it. Ooh, how about, how about a cowboy accent? Oh, that'd be funny, Gavin. You got to do a cowboy. Yeah. I've done right, a cowboy action. Yeah. Hey, I don't need you to make fun of me, all right? <laughs> I Please. love it. No, no, no. I love you that. You listen yes, here. Yes, I like that. I killed the boar. No, no, no. I killed the yeah. person. And I'm okay. here to exist within this party. I don't need you to make fun of I, me. This is great. I'm not making fun of you. This is legitimately, I, uh-huh, I like this. All we stumbled right, upon all a right. good accent. You and Green skid together. Talking shit on me, huh? Not, much, not anymore. I'm just trying to exist within this world, all right? Gavin, would you like to tell us anything about your character? My character has a wide-brimmed hat. <laughs> the <moment he> was... <laughs> that's the one thing that's fucking not true when he leads off with it. You got a man bun still, bro. Yeah, the wide-brimmed hat is held up on my head. It's a very small head. <laughs> Bye. Bye, my man bun. It looks the rest, y'all. It says, "What a sorry group of folks, y'all need someone." So you just witnessed this man who you thought was going to be completely worthless, straight up kill a bear in one hit. Something you know that none of you could do. Y'all suck. <laughs> but also at the same oh, time, hold on. This guy is my. I just want to say, this guy. I call him Dib's best friend. Okay. Glad that's on the record. At the same time, though, like, he killed a bear, but he 
was completely non-functional apparently in Feandar during the Battle of the Hobgoblins because he came back hella ripped up. So either something's going on or you guys just got really, really weak hobgoblins to battle. Yeah, he looks all sweaty and you kind of are freaked out because out on the inside of his clothing is a very clear outline of chainmail. Well, now I'm just worried about how strong these bugbears that fucked him up are. When did you learn this combat acumen uh, during your merchant years, boy? Hey, you know, my merchant years are uh, mine only. Though I do gotta say, uh, Orc, you look familiar. Where are you from? Nowhere, really, but I was a soldier in Malthoon for many, many years. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have met. Yeah, I probably kicked your ass. Like me. Hey, maybe. Kicked it or kissed it, one of the two. Ah! Oh, I like this one. I, I already got dibs. Uh, I walk up and shove Truxton out of the, my, the way and, and put my arm around Edrin, uh, and I call dibs. Uh, hold on. Just because you're bigger than me, stronger than me, smarter than me, More that does not than you. mean that you can... No, hold on. Let's not get too crazy. I'm a very right, good-looking hope. man. I've had many a sex bot tell me that. <laughs> Other sex bots from Pathfinder. <laughs> There's plenty of veteran to go around, don't you worry. So, uh, it's late. Auburn comes up to you. Do you guys think maybe we could, you know, work on finding a more permanent shelter tomorrow? I know we've got the ones we built yesterday all set up, but if it storms or it rains or anything, we're in trouble. Yeah, I actually found us a pretty sweet cave while my friends were out goofing off in the woods. Oh, thank so, goodness, Truxion. You're always on the ball. You're the one I can trust. I, listen, it's a it's a, responsi- a grave responsibility. With great power and great beauty comes great responsibility. I really like that, Truxton. You're the most important person I've ever met. If all these losers followed your lead, this world would be a much better place. Thank you. I Truxton. agree. I agree, Truxton. I just have a shit-eating grin on my face and I'm staring at Greg. I also walk up behind Truxton and put your hands on his shoulder. I look down at him. Truxton, I just want to thank you for your service. <laughs> Listen, please, I'm guys. I'm just petting the three puppies I have and I'm not saying anything. Oh, your kids are petting those puppies. What service do you know, Glogoog? None Besides... anymore. And I, no lie, it's quite outstanding. I didn't know treason was outstanding. Treason? I retired amicably. We'll just speed this along. You guys all tell Auburn about the cave you found and plans are made for in the morning to head to the cave. You can kind of make it uh, a temporary permanent home. So you all go to sleep and then you wake up. Edrin can turn my tent. You know, I do that, but uh, I'm real scared of whips. All right. So you all fall asleep, because apparently the, the whip conversation is not going anywhere. Uh, wake up, everybody's, you direct everybody to the cave, so maybe 10 o'clock in the morning you're there, um, and then you can resume the day's activities. Where to next, gentlemen? Trap house? Um, I do like traps. You examine the map that the, um, the mite gave you after you brutally, brutally murdered it while after promising him you would let him live. And there's a map to a small house that you can get to in probably about an hour. 
um, if that's what you want to do. Let's go so, treasure hunting, boys. Would you guys like um, <laughs> your new friend Edrin to go with you? I would enjoy that. Yeah, Being cooped up in a camp is too much for me sometimes. Plus, the hustle and bustle of y'all adventurers keeps me awake. You make your way <laughs> through the forest and come to a clearing right where the map would suggest it is. A wooden cabin, small and square, stands in a clearing dotted with tree stumps. Someone has deforested this area to make room for the structure, leaving only tall grass to carpet the clearing. A jumble of poles near the cabin serves as a rack for drying animal hides or fish. No smoke issues from the chimney. What do you do? Perception check. Sense motive on the house. You can tell that the, from your sense motive, you can tell the fact that there's no smoke coming from the chimney means that there's no dank weed inside. Upsetting. Okay. As you start approaching the house, Truxton finds a bear trap along the path to the door. Told you it was a trap house. Fair enough, whip lady. So, I mean, essentially you can either just leave the trap there or you can try to disable it and take it with you. Um, but if you fail the disable check, it'll spring on you. Mind if I pick up a stick and poke it until it goes off? Yeah, let's just go with the two options I gave you for now. If you want to come back later, you can come back later and pick up the air trap. Alright, I set up a uh, watch your step sign. I put a piece of cheese on the trap and I uh, look over at Greg and kind of raise my eyebrows like, hey, you want cheese? I glare at the short man and I contemplate how much of a CMB I would need to pick him up and throw him on it. While these idiots <laughs> bumble around with their traps, I'm going to walk over to Greg and strike up a conversation about blades and whatnot. Which blade? Two is my favorite. You will understand, boy. Don't worry about it. I, too, have a blade. Which great lord did you serve, Gorug? Oh, see, the thing about being in the Malthusian military, new newbie, is that uh, you don't really have to care about any of that. You just take your orders and you do them, or you don't. It kind of depends. But ah, so you just didn't take your orders then? <laughs> I did what had to be done from time to time. Uh, it's more about getting out alive and maybe bringing some of your friends with you. As you all are having this conversation about the greatness of the Malthusian Imperial Army, make a perception check. And the whole thing's here. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I rolled a 13. Or, uh, you know. I rolled a 17. 16. 10, baby. Yeah, I just got an 11. You guys don't notice, but you guys all where you want to be? Here you go. I suppose. Out of the woods, a bobcat comes charging. And... You have got to be kidding me. Ha-ha. <laughs> And you all failed your perception check, so he'll get a surprise round. And he will pounce at Greg. Does a 25 hit? Unfortunately, yes. That's not that bad. Uh, seven damage. He's going to attempt to grab you. What? I guess it is only like, if it's small and I'm medium, it's only one size category larger. Does Still. a 15 hit your CMD? Nope, CMD is 17. He does not grapple grapple you. Everybody roll initiative. Gorgu gets a 17. Jack gets a 10. Who's Jack? Edric. You gotta understand that in the Galarian South, things go a bit slow. Oh, oh fuck. That's 20. <laughs> I got a 6. Greg got a 12. Truxton goes first. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
All right, well, I take out my crossbow and I raise it above my head, prepare for a mighty swing. Not really. Okay, well, I'm going to go here and I'm going to shoot at him with my crossbow. You do which have I that take one. out on the move or whatever. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, yeah, no, 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 no. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to cast Big Spit on the cat. For those of you that don't know, he is referring to the spell Adhesive Spittle. Uh, once during the spell's duration, you can spit a viscous liquid as a standard action. The liquid functions as a tanglefoot bag, except you do not have to make a successful attack roll. DC to counteract this adhesive is the spell's DC. So, you spit the tanglefoot bag at the leopard, he is entangled, and he makes a reflex save. What's the DC on it, Truxton? DC is 14. Oh. And this leper, despite a very good reflex save, is stuck to the ground, as well as entangled. All right, I've done my part. You guys go uh, finish off the big kitty. Entangled is actually pretty bad, too, because he takes minus two to a whole bunch of stuff. Grogu's turn. Well, see, I'm kind of split as a player right now, because Derek shamed us last night for killing an animal. And that time it wasn't even trapped. This one attacked you first, though, and it's not trying to well, get Well, saw the goddamn pig, Derek. That pig tried to brush and just murder our little friend. Okay. All he's doing is smoking the doobie walk the woods gets mauled by a damn pig. And oh. this leopard. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something special. I'm not gonna shame you for killing this bobcat. You ruined Grogoog, you're strong. End this thing. Gorgoog attacks the leopard. Roll two hits. Natural twenty. That hits quite a bit, actually. Roll to confirm. Scallywag. You add your uh, your your mod your bonuses to your confirmation rolls there. Yes. Nine will probably not confirm unless. Well, it doesn't have its dexterity modifier anymore, does it? No, it does not. Well, that doesn't quite confirm. Well, never mind. That means I just do a uh, six damage. Damn. Uh, Greg's turn. Boy, howdy! I'm gonna take a five foot step back, diagonal, and uh, I'm gonna try to shoot that critter. Uh, I roll. A I rolled up me up a 20. I assume that hits. How does a nine damage treat it? He is not looking too good, but he's still up. Bobcat. I don't know how to sex a cat, so that puts it at Edrin's turn. I'm gonna go ahead and get in flanking position via this way. I walk around it, and I'm gonna go and hit it with that bonus from being a flanking. Go ahead. I roll a 21. That hits. Wonderful, I do a solid 17 damage. Holy shit. I take my sword and I do an uppercut slash that goes right through its fur and chest bones. Yeah, so um, I said I wasn't going to shame you guys for killing this this bobcat, but, but Edrin was just so brutal. You guys killed the bobcat. And then a bunch of kids come out from the woodline, sad and confused. In fact, the same wolves that you brought back home come out and whisper, that was our new mama. Not anymore, kids. I told you Not kids anymore. to stay at home. What do you guys want to do now? Uh, who here could take a hit or two? Go inside and see what's inside the <clears throat> building. Who's going to approach first? Uh, so before I approach, it's been, it's been a few days. So I'm going uh, to touch myself a little bit and I'm gonna instill a trick inside me. That sounds good. I follow up on her side. Wait, what? I follow up on her hip. She tries to uh, open the door. 
weekly okay. session. Who's who's gonna open the door? I will. Make a perception check. Well, that's gonna go horribly. Uh, Adrian rolled the nine plus zero for a total of nine. So you don't see anything. It just looks. I like do a not. So go ahead and open it. I open it. Does a thirty-four hit your AC? It does not. I lied. Does of course it does. Why do you even ask silly questions like that? So as you pull the doorknob, a an arrow comes flying out of the door and does five hit points of damage. Didn't really want that to happen to me. What do we see as we open the door? Y'all, y'all have eyes on the map. Oh my god! Holy shit! Oh, luckily I have an ebony blade. This won't be an issue at all. I just give up. This creature uh, hurried you outside and was waiting very patiently at the door. So he gets a surprise round on whoever just opened the door. Edrin. Well, goddamn. Does a 20 hit? A 20 hits my sorry, beautiful boat. Four damage. Well, damn. Plus one energy oh, drink. What the fuck? Uh, that means you take... Fuck, one, Derek, I know what that means. You take one... Ne- well, the listeners might not. You take one negative level. At level two, you piece of shit? At level two, me Fuck piece you, of Derek. shit. Fuck so, you, Derek. So, Edrin and Greg can see the creature. Uh, nobody else. Fuck uh, you, you, Derek. Do you want I yell out loudly as a free action. There's a fucking dude with energy drain here. Holy shit. <laughs> Do you want, you want to make a knowledge religion check? Fucking knowledge religion. I want it's to kill a, this fuck. It's a fucking white. Um, I guess everybody roll initiative. Well, it was good having him in the party, but I'm going to be glad to see him go. Um, I got a 19. <laughs> Edgen roll a 17. Or Goog also has a 17. You rolled a 3, Jeff. Or Goog got a 3. <laughs> Greg, what'd you get? I got a 14. And Truxton. Hey. Let's just close the door and burn the house down. So he attacks again. Edric. He rolled higher than a 17? He did. Well, shit. Does a 15 hit? It does not. Your flat foot AC? It does not. Okay. Uh, it's Edric's turn. No, it's Cyrix's turn. Okay. I, I stare angrily at this man that's attacking the, the beautiful cowboy man bun that I've grown to love in the short time that I've known him. Um, and I whack him with my whip. <laughs> Through the wall. He's in the doorway. Yeah, he's gonna get a plus four to his AC. Oh wait, five foot step to the left and try it. Okay, he's gonna get plus two to his AC. Does an eighteen hit? It does. Um, I do twelve damage. Impressive. Okay, and it's Edrin's turn. Edrin looks at everybody else. Uh his face contorts into an angry form as he drops his sword and teeth buckle out of his face and his hands turn into an angry large claws, and he swipes twice as he rages at this white, or whatever it's called. Does a 13 or a 25 hit? 25 hits. The second attack does 8 damage, or 9 damage, and the first attack misses. As Edron takes his claws and goes in for a rake, missing the first strike, but cleaving the man through the chest with the second. He doesn't look super excited, but he's still up. Greg's turn. Boy, howdy, I give that undead fucker an arrow. Does a 21 hit? It does. How's 10 damage treated? Uh, he is... he's dead. 
He would normally be unconscious and dying, but he's a he's undead, so no consequence. Well, he's alive. Now fucking stay dead, you fucking fuck. So he's he's very much dead. Um, and the only thing how many provision points see were the only thing that happened was Edrin took a negative level, which is very bad. It's basically minus one to every single roll. Explain what that means mechanically. How he has to heal from that. I need a restoration spell or a decent sleep check. AKA I go to sleep and I roll a check and if I succeed then my temporary negative level goes away. Permanent negative levels work differently. Well boys, let's search the trap house. Wait, actually, hold on. Gorgood walks up to Edrin. Did you turn into a bear? Uh, no, thank you. I'm not a bear kind of man. Sometimes when the how do I phrase this? Uh my uh my blood in my veins when I get angry it expresses itself in different ways. This time I wanted to make sure my fists did damage. And so a useful they did. talent to have. A useful talent. You know, you learn a lot when uh well uh, we should get back to the house. You want to check out the uh, trap house? It, J3, as we call it. In the So, on the floor, right next to the dead undead, undead body, is a boot on the floor. I put that boot on, too. You, you, feel, uh, you feel different, but you don't quite know how, unless somebody has a spellcraft now that the pairs together. I do. Go ahead. Gargoo, you cocksucking fuck. You saved the party. <laughs> well, howdy do on Whistling 2. Does the 16 do it? They are boots of striding and springing. You're helping us out. Gorgoo gets perplexed, but he does appreciate this locker room-esque banter. Uh, <laughs> boots of striding and springing provide a boost to the wearer's land speed by 10 feet and a plus 5 competence bonus on acrobatics check when jumping. So you, you got you go fast. You gotta go fast. Well, Gorgu's been wearing spider boots the whole campaign and it just never came up. Fair enough. Um, I, I look at my boots I, and I, I decide to name one Sanic and one Knuckles. I need a perception check. 21. Okay, that's good enough. Under the bed you find loose floorboards. I uh, wiggle the floorboards, see what's inside. Uh, there is a, a box or a safe that is locked. I need a disabled device check. Well, Cyrix, what you got there? Uh, I found a I found a safe under the bed. Does anyone have uh, lock picking skills? Perhaps a, an ability to, you know, with a device, look at it and figure out how to mayhaps disable it? Truxton, can you open this box? Uh, yeah, what do I gotta roll? Disable device. Rock and roll. Uh, 22. Okay, so you managed to get it open, and you find a couple of things. First, 112 gold pieces, two potions that you are pretty sure are of clear light wounds, a quiver with 20 arrows, and five seemingly magic arrows, and a longbow. Oh, uh, uh, finally, I can show the ranger how it's done. Go ahead and do a spellcraft. 24. 
The arrows are plus one flame arrows. The longbow is a plus one longbow. Well, there it is, Holtz. Good job. In the back of the cabin, there is a um, another room with a or another building with a large uh, chimney on top. Uh, Greg, you would assume <clears throat> that this is like a, a smokehouse kind of thing where they he would have cooked meat. Makes sense. Do you want to do anything with that information? I mean, smoking takes hours, and like, I mean, it, it's a good way to preserve food, but I mean, we would have to like take like multiple days to like do anything. Well, maybe yeah. there's food in there already, though. I mean, we can try, but I'm going to open it up, and there's going to be a goddamn hobgoblin waiting for me. I'm not seeing the hesitation. Do you open the door? I uh, pop a perception to listen to see if there's anything in there, and I rolled a nat Oh, God. I roll a uh, nat 20 plus 8 for 28. Uh, you don't hear anything. Do I'll I open that anything? door for you. You open it up. You motherfuckers. And there's nothing in there. Well, uh, except... Boom, 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 except for... 15 provision points worth of cured meat. Oh, hot diggity damn. We're eating jerky for a day. Which, thanks to my herbal supplementation, thanks to Trust, that I will eat entirely on the walk back. <laughs> Deeper inspection of the smokehouse, you discover a small leather-bound book. It's covered in dust. Seems very, very old. Yeah. The Kama Sutra. It's... Uh... It's all about undead fucking. The purpose-driven life. A classic <laughs> in Orcish culture. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. Edrin uh, opens up the book. Uh, make a linguistics check if you have it. I look at it and I say, this looks funny. Anybody here can uh, read this? I've, per- I've perused a few catalogs in my day. Pass it this way. There you go, Greeny. Uh, I'm more gray, but thank you. Uh, that's going to be a 12, so I'm not hoping for much here. It's not a language you recognize, but you do kind of feel like it's not supposed to be a language you recognize, as if it's like written in code. Well, another mystery for my backpack. It's Grogu's mystery backpack, star of the show. Well, I can't see what could possibly go wrong if I read a book that was in the undead house. <laughs> Why don't we move the whole camp up here and live at the shack? Perhaps because of the undead taint. Not anymore. We got a cleric at town. She can probably clear that up in what, 20 minutes? I need get some incense, walk around. Essential oils, it'll be fine, dude. Burn some sage. Mm-hmm. Burning sage is not a pleasant thing. I disagree. It, it has a smokehouse for little trucks, then. I thought you had higher standards, but uh. Anyway, how about we go back to that game? <laughs> so it's an uneventful journey back to the cave when you get there. The refugees have brought back what amounts to be about a day's worth of food and supplies and have started fixing up the place. There's a beanbag chair in the corner, a nice big Bob Marley poster in the corner. All the fixings for a permanent Uh, home. Bob Marley. You can fuck right off. It took me 20 hours to write that joke. No woman, no cry. I have a question. Is Bob Seger and Bob Marley a different person? No, absolutely the same. <laughs> okay, thanks. For the first time in two or three days, you kind of feel, for lack of a better term, safe. Um, no gash maws attacking anybody. 
No evil whites out in the forest. No sign of the Iron Fang Legion. So your goal, your only goal right now, is to survive and perhaps prosper. So, does anybody have any plans? Uh, I'll spend half my time hunting, half my time training the pups. I need to make an animal handling check, though. You already have, like, befriended them using handle animal. Um, so let's see. What do you want to train them to do? I, I will happily volunteer my soldiery experience to assist in this animal training. And Cyrix can help them uh, take them out to stud. <laughs> what? Stay away from my animal friends. Uh, I guess you just trade them to hunt with me. Roll up a handle animal. Yep. So for eight hours a day, you're chilling out with these wolves, teaching them, teaching them. God, heckin' dag nabbit. That's a seven, luckily plus seven, so 14. These fucking animals don't want to learn. Well, I mean, they are baby wolves. They're they're learning just how to be wolves. They're going to learn how to kill. They're learning how to be wolves on their own. So, unfortunately, during this week of work, they don't quite learn how to hunt yet. You can take them with you still, we'll say, uh, and use, like, their scent special ability. Um, but it's not going to give you any specific bonuses unless, like, does anybody else have any ideas for what they would like to do? So, what can I do, Derek? What do you think your character would be doing if he had a week where he wasn't being threatened by bugbears and hobgoblins? I'd probably maintain watch of the camp and like try to guard everybody. For eight hours a day, you do a perimeter around the camp and make sure that there's nothing coming. What do you got to roll for that? Perception check. Roll one for each hour. That's 40 perception checks. Oh, check. God. Yeah, go ahead and make 40 perception checks and add them all together. Nice. It's not going to end well. I'll get, like, 19. You find everything. Okay, and then I'd use the other eight hours of every day to scavenge for food. Um, yeah, go ahead and make a perception check for the week. Edrin rolled a five plus zero because he has no points in perception. I mean, as far as you know, there's nothing close to the camp that could come and disrupt your very, very peaceful week. Sounds good. Edrin, on the first day you wake up in this week of serenity, um, you have to make me a fortitude save. All right. You can make it at any point during the day. I wait to the 24-hour mark. I climb to the tallest tree I can find for moral support. I look around at everybody. I rage. And I scream. And I get a... I rolled a 19 on the fortitude save. This is perfectly normal behavior. You no longer are infected with your negative level. Welcome back to level 2, Edrin. Yeah, I want to go all mad scientist to make some potions. So you can't make potions yet, but you can make, like, alchemical items. Alchemist fires, vials of acid, tanglefoot bags. Like, what... What would you like to accomplish with what you're crafting? Um, just some stuff to take with us that can aid us in fights, basically. I so, yeah, I, you said something about protections, right? Like a salve, if you would. Sure, a salve. Ooh. I like salve. Some birds, bees. I want to make one for each individual member of the group. 
there's stuff like that gives you bonuses to saves about against disease and poison and yeah, yeah. effects and stuff. stuff. I mean, is this stuff that I have to like? Is there logistical problems with me making this and having to carry it around, or is no? It or can I have a backpack or something? No, I just need to know what you're making. Okay. Yeah, let's do. I want to do some shit that will protect us from poisons. I feel like somewhere most D D games eventually there's some poison. Okay. Do you want to just um, go ahead and roll? Go ahead and roll me. You can make five in a week. Uh, okay. So go ahead and give me five craft alchemy checks. And if you choose to, since you're only doing one every day, you can add an inspiration to one. Okay. Is there even a way I fail this? What do I have to hit? What what, what am I trying to hit here? TC 17. Oh, okay. There is a way I fail the check. Fail the first one. Two, one, nine. <laughs> God. Ah. Damn dirty fly. Suck it to me. Suck it to me. The, odd of, the odds of that. Pretty low, yeah. Like, I, I have to roll a six on the D20. 30. Okay, that'll do it. Uh, you produce two that day. Okay, 25. With a 25, you get two for that day as well. 20? You A 20 gets you one. Uh, and then I have one more roll, I think. 23? 23 gets you one. Okay, so six total? Six total. Cool, I will add that to my character sheet. So what, uh, what, am I, what do I call these? Antitoxins. Truxton, you are hanging out in... Probably a corner of the cave, just working on putting these antitoxins together. And one of the refugees walks up to you. A man you met in the inn. Um, tiny little Clinton. He walks up to you and he says, Now, Truxton, uh, can I ask you a question? And it might sound weird given the circumstances. Uh, Alright, yeah. Go for it. You're friend with the whip, uh, Cyrix? Yeah, what's uh, where do you, where'd you get this friend idea from? Well, the, okay, your lady you sometimes travel with, with the whip, Cyrix? Right. What's her deal? Oh, yeah, she sucks. I just, uh, <laughs> I mean, hold on, what do you look, are you handsome? Because <laughs> you might like it better than me if you are, but I'm, you know, an ugly short. She provides me no benefits. Terrible personality. I've got a boyish face and blonde hair, but I'm uh, a man. I don't think she goes for boyish. Ooh. Well, I if in the right light I look super rugged. What's the what's the right light? Like pitch black? I mean, you can make it. Have Have you ever heard of the spell Deeper Darkness? <laughs> uh, no. Is she into anything like? Well, yeah, if, yeah, one thing in particular. Like roses or like... Oh, oh this is where this has gone. Oh, buddy, I, listen. I, first of all, I can't help you. Second of all, I wouldn't be interested even if I could. Is I'm not anybody... trying. I just don't. I mean, listen, you can... If you, if you want to smash, you got to do it yourself. You know, this isn't... Take the fucking train and the wheels off, buddy. I thank you for your advice, sir. Oh, yeah, anytime. It's good advice. You come back to me in a couple years when you do take it. Pat me on the back. Tell me how right I was. It's a date. Truxton, do you have any inkling to inform Cyrix of what just happened? Um, no, not particularly. Okay. Uh, Cyrix, do you do anything spectacularly awesome during these, this week? 
Um, who's DTF? Um, well, there's one guy. Like I imagine you probably doing other things besides just looking to score. You know? How dare you? That's <laughs> where you're wrong, my friend. I'm getting real bored in this cave, so I decide to start dancing one night. Uh, people look real bored too, so I'm hoping to provide them a, a bright, shining light in this, this dark, dank cave. Um, go ahead and make a, re a perform dance check. I got an 18. You got an 18. People seem to enjoy your dance, and it kind of, a couple of them come up and say, you know, well, this week has been kind of hard. It's uh, nice to just sit back and kind of relax for a bit. Uh, so thank you for, for letting us take our minds off of everything. Uh, here's a copper piece. Anytime. I'll be here all week. And um, the week after that. And after that. The crowd starts to thin out after a while as it starts getting dark and people start realizing that they're going to have to wake up early and keep hunting and fishing and gathering berries and whatnot. So some of them go to bed. There's four or five people still hanging out. Auburn's there. Clinton, the gentleman you found at the inn. Jet's there, the one who originally hired you for the dancing at the inn. And just a small little female gnome. So uh, go ahead and make another dance check for these four little thief. Uh, I got a 27. Um, give me a sense motive check. I got an 8. <laughs> You don't really notice anything in particular out of the crowd. Um, with that check, they seem to be enthralled by your dancing, and you feel like you've done a very, very good job. So everybody who was everybody who was at the initial dance, which is basically everybody, except for maybe the PCs who are getting tired of your shit, they can decide. Um, instead of a plus two for their eight actions, they get a plus three tomorrow, or for like the whole week, I guess. Yay, I helped the party. And then, as everybody leaves, you go back to wherever you're sleeping. Make a perception. That sounds terrible. There's a naked man in your bed. No! <laughs> 27. You hear, like, a twig snap behind you, and you turn around, and there stands one of the refugees. It's kind of dark, but you think it is Clendon. Give me another sense motive. 19 for sense motive. His face is flush. His palms are sweaty. And out of his pockets falls nothing because he's very... <laughs> and he says, I'm sorry to bother you, but you've... <clears throat> I don't know how to... I tried to talk to your, one of your friends, but he wasn't very helpful. Uh, which one? The little one, Truxton. Friend is a, a strong word there, so... um. I, I tried to talk to one of your work... I tried to talk to one of your workplace acquaintances. <laughs> so I guess I'll just say, I haven't been back home for months, and then I'm obviously not going to get back home for months. And, well, you're just very pretty. I walk over to Clinton. I put my hand on his thigh, and I say, was there a girl back home? Once, but not anymore. Jesus Christ, that's dark. <laughs> no, she, she broke up with me. She had dogs. I was a bird. It was a whole thing. I was a cat person. I guess I was wondering. Would you like there uh, to be a girl tonight, Clinton? Yes. 
I invite him back to my bedroll. I, uh, I get kind of noisy. Maybe we could go. You mean nervous? <laughs> I I don't want to sweat all over your bedroll. Maybe can we go somewhere maybe a little more private. We can go wherever you want to go, Clinton. He lets you kind of lead, but you Fuck find. Fucking minutes, dude. But what you do find, I find? You find a tiny little clearing on the forest floor, a couple hundred feet away from the cave. He thinks he'll be far enough away, far enough away to prevent other people from hearing the nervous grunts and probably not too loud noises from you. I think this will do. And it's Grogoop's turn. Grogoop starts this with an ominous feeling that's going to end in somebody enjoying life a little bit too much. He will have a regular daily routine wherein he wakes up with a groan, (laughs) checks his wounds, realizes they are healing, but nothing can save his body from the ravages of time. He will then assist Greg with his hunting expeditions because, goddamn, somebody in this town has to feed the people in it, even if they don't want to do it themselves. I inspired them. So and then, while, then while he's training his dumb dogs, Gorgu's going to go down by the side of the river or the nearest creek and attempt to fish. Barring that, he will sit there and stare off blankly into space, reminiscing of times past, friends long gone, memories, hopeful prospects, and not even... <laughs> He's, um, he's, no, Derek, I'm not done. <laughs> he has to be more sad. And then one night, perhaps during the dance, when he kind of wants to talk to another intelligent being, he will try to show the cleric that book he found and ask if she can make anything of it. And that is my weekly plan. <laughs> and if you take out everything, if, and then if you take everything out except the fishing part, that's his retirement plan. Now you can say no to this. Give me a will save for depression. Can I? Hold on, hold on. I want to assist. I want to assist save, but it, for like negative. <laughs> no, see, Gorgoog's a stubborn old fucker, so can he actually counter that with an intimidate check against himself? <laughs> Fuck up. Yeah, you don't have to roll that. I got a 20 anyway, so. Oh, you're the happiest person on the planet now. Oh, uh, not natural 20, Derek. You find Aubryn. Gorgoog, how can I help you? Well, we were out doing this and that. You know how it is. Uh, you seem kind of bummed it. up. Uh, it's about normal. I'd be more concerned if I wasn't, to be honest here. We found this book in a home inhabited by a white. Perhaps you can shed some insight into what it may contain. Perhaps it can help us, or perhaps it can at least be used near the latrine. Let me take a look at it. I hand her the book. Uh, so she looks at it, and with her knowledge, the local scene... Of Nirmathos, she looks down and she says, Oh, I I can't really read it, but I I recognize a couple code phrases, I guess. Um this is a code used by the Foxclaw Scouts and the Churn Sonardo Rangers to communicate amongst each other. I don't know why it would be in a the house of a white, but the Rangers make their home in the forest, so forever to find some of them maybe they could tell us what it says but this is this might be a good sign that they're still in active communication the writing doesn't seem too old seems more the concern of some pencil pushing bureaucrat i'll keep it on our person i'm proud of you grokook that with all all that's going on you you don't become depressed or sad or sulk off sitting by a river by yourself keep it up 
Woman, if you knew the things I had done, you wouldn't thank me for anything. I'm off to the bar. Wait, we have a bar in our fucking cave? No, I've been making prison hooch out of the gnome's piss. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> it's it's full of THC. I don't know where that part comes from, but... <laughs> Hold on, do I have an opportunity to talk to uh, Cyrix yet? Yeah, what do you want to talk to Cyrix? Hey, Cyrix, uh, so did you fuck that boy? Oh, that child who uh, came up and talked to me. <laughs> we haven't finished that scene yet. <laughs> um, the guy whose face is literally perfectly spherical. Uh, Grogoog and Greg, or and whoever else is with them, are out hunting. They follow like a rabbit towards the edge of the forest and decide to check in on Bandar. Um, without getting too close, give me perception checks. With a dank perception check of 7 plus 8, that's a 15. I hate myself. Uh, 22 overall. So all three of you realize that that bridge that Grogoog was talking about the other day has been completed. And from your vantage point, Grogoog, there are tracks leading into the forest coming from the bridge. Is that the direction of our area of the forest? It's just into the forest is all you can tell. Good news, gentlemen. <laughs> we might get to kill again soon. Another chance to kill gobs. Sounds good to me. Uh, at the hint of the word death, Gorgug looks back into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Been there and done that. It was bad, but I don't finish the statement. <laughs> Let's go. So what you know is... You found a place to live that is safer than out in the wilderness. But there are hobgoblins in this forest now. You don't know what they're looking for. You could probably safely assume that it's the people who escaped and killed one of their lieutenants. But for now, you think you're safe. And maybe in the days to come, you can do more to make that cave more safe from potential attack. But for tonight, you all rest easy, except for Cyrix the Mesmerist, yes. who, who in the evening rolls gently off of Clendon and lays next to him. It's even like a boy's name. Clendon, still very sweaty, goes, wow, it's nice to have some normalcy back. Is that that moment you realize you fucked a sex addict? Who loves prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Clinton sounds like he enjoyed it. Uh, did I get anything out of this? Um, how good see. is Clinton at sex, Derek? We're <laughs> gonna roll a dexterity check. It's a combination of dex, strength, Me or charisma. Him? <laughs> no, he's gonna roll a dexterity check. Constitution's I, basically sex covers every single stat in D and D. I want to point that out. Roll a Constitution check, Cyrus. Uh, fifteen. It was okay. Yeah, I pat him on the head and I say thanks. That was fun. He goes, "Yeah, this is this is awfully scary, isn't it? You know, I don't know if I'm going to survive tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to survive the week or the month." Wait, this sounds like the thing you say before you have sex. He says, "You know, I don't I don't know how long we all have left, but it's nice to kind of." remove ourselves from the situation for a minute and just in, enjoy life. Uh, Strix is a little bit 
emotionally torn between you know usually give this kind of uh support they're paying her money um she she pats clinton on the head again she says <laughs> and she says you know i think i think we'll be okay he's got got some big strong men like like um that guy with the really fat wife and <laughs> this is where he's supposed to say you <laughs> <laughs> no. he literally just said he was terrified <laughs> <laughs> fuck somebody and say oh yeah don't worry there's some big strong men around <laughs> exactly <laughs> feel free to hit me up anytime uh, and I'll I'll show you a few things for, for next time can we just stay out here and enjoy the stars Cyrix you just you gotta kill this guy I mean there's no coming back from this if I ever find he eventually falls asleep you just kind of drift off as well um give me a perception check 24 um in the middle of the night he wakes up and he goes oh sex fills my bladder <laughs> oh boy i'm 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 gonna go use the the little boy's tree <laughs> shit <laughs> i've gotta go use the facilities i'll i'll, I'll be back god i we hope you fucking <laughs> i'm trying to be polite so he leaves to go use the bathroom. Do you do anything or do you just... Just drift back to sleep. Sun breaks through the trees early in the morning and you wake up, turn to your side, and Clinton is no longer there. Do I remember him coming back? You do not. You don't know if that's because you fell asleep too quick or any other possible reason. I'm probably going to go back to the cave to see if he just, like, went back there. And if he's not there, I'll see if I can get anyone to go help scout for him. You make it back to the camp. He is not there. Is Grokuga camp? Yes. I hear the pitter-patter of steps approaching my area. Uh, no! Uh, hey, hey, buddy. I, I, have a, I have a situation uh, that I need your help with. Sorry, I'm all out of coin. Well, okay, um... You know the little, the the young young man, very uh, awkward, shy. Uh, so. And as I turn on the bar stool, you see the trucks and the sitting on my lap enjoying a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, small Grogug. Uh, I was hoping to just talk to uh, Grogug because he. Uh, Why? Hey, great. whatever you can say to him, you can say to me. I'm his boy. Can you keep uh, keep your mouth shut, little one? Do you do you know the man that I'm speaking of? Oh uh, yeah, he came by. He uh, he was. Uh, let's just put it this way: he was interested. I assume that you being you, his interest turned into, uh, you know, reality. Uh, we might have left last night for a bit, and right. I seem to have lost him <laughs> at some point. Okay, and he's gone. That sounds like an ideal situation for you. What are you gonna find, marry him? So we're just going to leave him out in the woods? What's the problem with that? I don't see it's an issue. I'll help if nothing else to get away from these two. Let's go. Believe me. I, I looked down to trucks after those two leave, and I said, boy, I care not to save him anymore. But let's both be honest. He's a gold mine. <laughs> so when did you last see him? Well, uh, we were in this clearing, and we... Right. Take me to the clearing. On your way there, everybody who's going, make a perception check. Oh no, he's alive? Fucking hell, we're not finding anyone tonight. I got a 14. I got a 24. Thank God. I got a 15, but I do have dark vision. I got night. <laughs> Everybody make a heal check. 
I rolled an eight. Eleven. Corfu <laughs> gets a natural twenty plus four, twenty-four. So, Cyrix and Truxton, um, as they're walking towards the clearing, notice out of the way of the path an unusually large pile of leaves. When they examine it, you find a body. With Grogu's heel check, the head has been completely decapitated. You can tell it wasn't an animal that did this. It was some sort of small blade that uh, was cut the head off with multiple just hacking slashes. This didn't happen quick. I call for the investigator. Investigator, quickly, to me. Truxton. Oh, I don't really... I mean, what time What time do you have? What time do you have? Uh, afternoon. Boys, I'm calling it. There's cut marks and slashes all over his body. Well, how many of those are from you? I did not use my whip in our chat last night. You assume this body is that of Clendon's, but to be sure... I pulled down his pants. Serious. Oh, five inches, but a thicky. I'm impressed. Imagine if you had grown up completely. You might have had a real hog. Oh, my God. You imagine that this is Clendon, but to be sure, Cyrix checks his underpants, and on the tag in the back, it simply says, Clendon, the merchant. Tuesday morning. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and that's the end of our broadcast week. Well, Cyrix. What in the nine hells? Well, Cyrix, if nothing else, at least he, as we pulled off our sunglasses, went out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Greg just turned oh, into a yeah, I'm so mad. Yeah, well, I like that this podcast turned into like a smash. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.